Good evening, everyone. This is Friday, September 14, 2018, just a little bit after 9 o'clock. Welcome to another episode of the Carolina Weather Group as we continue to track uh, what is now Tropical Storm Florence. Uh, for uh, for this whole past week, we've been tracking Florence, and uh, we can sub, or I guess we can happily say it's no longer a hurricane, but still a strong tropical storm. Uh, made landfall earlier this morning about 7.15 in uh, Wrightsville Beach. And uh, since then, it's been producing a lot of heavy rain, storm surge, tornadoes, and damaging winds along the uh, eastern uh, North Carolina area, as well as northeast South Carolina. We have on with us tonight again our panelists, uh, Jared Smith in Charleston, South Carolina, and Shay Gibson also in Charleston, South Carolina. Ricky Matthews joins us from Bristol, Tennessee, and I'm Scotty Powell here in the foothills of North Carolina. Uh, Chris Jackson is uh, on his way back from Myrtle Beach, where he has been covering uh, Hurricane Florence all day today. And uh, Chris is not able to join us tonight as uh, he's uh, trying to navigate uh, his way back home. So uh, we hope uh, that we'll be able to share some of his, his videos and footage and pictures throughout the weekend once... Um, once we get those in. So with that, uh, we do have the eight o'clock advisory in from the National Hurricane Center. So Jared Smith, I will give it to you so you can give us the latest. Yep, sounds good. Let me get my screen shared, everybody. Good evening, everyone. It's been a long day, um, to put it mildly. And we are not out of the woods yet. Let me get my NHC up. I don't know. I don't know why it wasn't letting me do that, but here we go. All right. So, um, all right, so we got screen. All right, so screen shares up. So this is the uh, eight o'clock advisory from the National Hurricane Center on Tropical Storm Florence. Uh, currently, right, right on the North Carolina South Carolina border, it's moving west at three miles an hour, just crawling along. Max sustained winds of seventy miles an hour. Um, it is going to move towards Columbia and then and then take a really fast turn up the uh, up the mountains over the Blue Ridge into the woods, so to speak, right into Ohio. So if you're in Ohio, look out, you're under a post-tropical depression warning. I'm just kidding. Um, but in the meantime, you can see we have a very large uh, wind field here and uh, North Car you know, Eastern North Carolina is still getting just absolutely smashed right now. Uh, just a lot of just, just tremendous, tremendous rainfall. And just quickly go over the warnings that we have. A lot of the warnings were able to be pulled back uh, after the uh, storm is downgraded. So we only now have a storm surge warning from Myrtle Beach to Salvo, North, North Carolina, Pamlico Sound, including the News and Pamlico Rivers, and a tropical storm warning for Edisto Beach to Cape Hatteras and Pamlico Sound. Um, so, that's it. so that's it as far as warnings. And we do have a lot of inland um, we have a lot of inland uh, tropical weather, so so it will be uh, so you know it's a uh, you know it, it's going to be a blustery couple days uh, across the area before this guy lifts out. So, uh, Sky, back to you. And get on rolling. All right, thank you for that, Jared. I'm going to toss it to Shay and Shay. Not really much modeling left in, in track in Florence, but. Uh, um, kind of uh, talk to us about what, what we can expect uh, with the track-wise, at least for the next few days. Well, Scotty, that's a, that's a good question. So track-wise, there was a lot of uh, uncertainty once it made landfall or came close to the coast of European, and kept driving it further to the south. And then we saw the westerly tracks from GFS, the UCMET, uh, there's other models as well. The ships is what uh, the NHC sort of is going by out through the decaying ships model and uh, driving it to the west and up into the Appalachian. So I'm not actually afraid to show the deterministic runs at this point. Uh, let me see if I can pull this up and run the model for the GFS. Now, um, you know, at this point, there's so much agreement that it's okay, I think, to run uh, single deterministic models to sort of show some guidance. And uh, we're right here at hour zero. This is right about now. And uh, the GFS does take this along right through the Midlands of South Carolina and up through the Appalachians. And you can see the high pressure in this frame here. This is what it's going to be going around. So this ridge right here in the Atlantic still firmly in place. And we're going to be seeing this southerly draw up the lee side of the Appalachian Mountains. And this is going to be lifting up and around it and joining a trough as an upper lobe moves across the Great Lakes. And then we're going to see this race off to the northeast and potentially cause some issues up in the northeast with some heavy rainfalls up that way. Uh, the other Euro ensemble, you go to the Euro, uh, comes back to this is from noon today. So the initialization is actually back over near Wilmington. Um, so we have to sort of take about 12 hours, well, I wouldn't say 12, more like eight hours out of that, uh, and then go forward. 
This one still draws it just a hair south of GFS uh, through the uh, PD River Valley up through Columbia and then the same, basically the same scenario. Now it does draw it off the Northeast coast a little bit further to the South that create, makes that ridge a little sharper on the Western edge. Uh, and if we go to the NAM three kilometer, I'm about to run this one out. This is a six o'clock one from tonight. And this one's a slower, higher resolution model. So we get a little bit better picture, but we see a little bit of wobbling and that's going to be typical for something like this because the center isn't really a center anymore. It's it's really just uh, a bunch of rain echoes. We don't have a, a, per se an eye wall anymore like we did before. So the system basically all the agreement is for it to sort of sweep down to the west southwest up through the state and then up the Appalachian Mountains. And slightly, that's going to pose some serious problems for the mountainous zones as that moisture pushes to the east. The uh, NHC rainfall maps. I don't know if I have time to uh, throw those up real quick. Let's see. I know that the uh, tropical storm force winds do extend 175 miles out beyond the center. And so we're going to be seeing a lot of tropical storm force winds and gusty winds around the rain bands really uh, thrown around the entire southeast region. The latest rainfall map here, this is from 5.14 p.m. today, shows an additional 15 to 20 inches on top of what's already going on here. Uh, so the NHC does state an additional uh, 20 to 30 inches. So we could end up with totals of 40 inches plus for some of these spots. And it's not looking too good. There's these um, heavier rains are starting to push a little bit further into western North Carolina and across towards just south of Charlotte uh, and up towards, towards Indian Hill, South Carolina and pushing to the west. So rainfall totals going up to the west, but they're not going up to the south. Now, the rain banding could make it down into the Charleston area. Um, I did say sort of uh, a swath of four to ten inches of rain if we start to get those banding. Uh, I, I don't think 10 may be achievable at this point with the track that's going on and the weakening phase that's going on. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see uh, what's going on there. Oh, you know what I didn't do? I didn't show that map. So let me put this up and I'll pass it back to you, Scotty. All right. Thank you for that, Shay. Uh, I'm going to toss it to Ricky Matthews. Ricky, uh, Hurricane Florence at the time uh, produced some records and some breaking news uh, throughout the day. And I know you've got a list compiled of what all has happened today. So I'll let you uh, go with that. Up, oh, you're on mute, Ricky. <laughs> there we go. Wonderful technology. Hey, I've been off for a couple of days. Um, Newburgh, North Carolina, probably the one of the hardest hit communities in North Carolina from Florence. Uh, we've got some numbers. 360 people have been rescued so far. About 140 are still needing to get rescued uh, per NBC News. So uh, still a very serious situation unfolding in Newburgh. The surge came up last night, reached about 10 feet. Feet, according to a USGS gauge, some unofficial reports as well across the town show that it could be closer to 13 feet, which would have eclipsed any previous surge that they've seen in New Bern. Uh, one of our sister stations, WCTI, had to be evacuated last night. We saw some pictures today of water inside the TV studio. Uh, so a bad situation there. Unfortunately, we have had five deaths so far reported. A uh, mother and infant were killed in Wilmington when a tree fell on their house. The uh, father was able to be rescued, but he was in uh, unknown condition at the time of uh, when we checked on that. Also had a couple more deaths. One kind of odd one where a guy was found just outside. They believe he maybe was checking on his hunting dogs uh, and strong winds or something may have blown him over an older gentleman. Uh, and so they found him outside. Also had an electrocution in uh, portions of Eastern North Carolina where someone tried to plug two electrical cords together during the heavy rain. And finally one medical incident where the uh, EMS crews could not respond due to the bad weather. So five deaths so far total. Uh, from Florence in the state of North Carolina, about 521,000 customers from Duke Energy without power. Uh, some of the stats coming in so far, of course, we had the landfall this morning around 7.15 a.m. as a Category 1 hurricane. Uh, the Moorhead City reports so far for rainfall, this is kind of crazy, guys, 23.04 inches of rain, and that's just in the past 24 hours. Yeah, Ricky, uh, and I'm sure that's going to be added onto it as the rain continues to fall over that area. Um, also, with uh, the passing of, of Florence, uh, Wilmington, uh, I get, got this correctly, it was the second highest wind gust ever reported um, at the Wilmington Airport. Is that true? Is that right? Is that what I heard? I yeah, I believe it, it gusted up to, uh, I want to say it was 105 or 107 earlier today when the uh, eye wall was approaching. 
Yeah, it was, and I think it was the first time since 1950-something that, that they had seen a wind gust that high. Uh, I, I've, we've been seeing all kinds of pictures and videos from along the east coast of, or the southeast coast of North Carolina, southeastern North Carolina, just a lot of devastation down there. And for folks, uh, we're going to try to bring in uh, Christian uh, Schmidt here. He is uh, actually in Charlotte, North Carolina tonight. A lot of folks are seeking shelter away from the coast. Uh, they're going to these shelters, and, and Christian is is there working with, with in one. And Christian, we had a little audio problem, so I, I'm hoping that you can hear me now. Are you there? I am here. Hopefully, you right. guys can hear me. Yes, you sound great. Sounds great. Uh, so, Christian, you are located in Charlotte, working at uh, one of these shelters. Um, how how's the attendance been so far today? Have you been seeing a, a steady stream of people move uh, move in? Well, we are actually just a little bit south of Charlotte in Pineville at uh, Harrison United Methodist Church. Um, and we actually were expecting to see more people. Um, we thought by now there'd be a much greater influx of people. I talked to some people over at Ardry Tell High School, and they were actually expecting a larger influx of people as well. They can handle probably 60 times the people we can handle. Um, but earlier this afternoon, we went over there to check on them, and they had very few people as well, which is kind of shocking with the notification that we had and the amount of time to prepare. We really thought we were going to have more people by now. Chris, I've got a question. Obviously, with Charlotte and uh, portions of Central North Carolina expecting heavy and rainfall and flooding over the next couple of days, do you expect kind of an influx of people that may be having to be evacuated out of their homes across uh, the Charlotte area? We do. We actually, the most inquiries, inquiries we got today were when in Ballantyne and in uh, you know South Charlotte, the power went out with Duke Energy. I forget, they, I think they said they had about 3,000 people without power. Union County, I think the last I saw was a couple thousand people. That's when we started getting a lot more inquiries, especially people with children. You know, do we have a spot for kids? Uh, we actually had some mothers, recent mothers asking about freezer space for breast milk and that kind of things. Can we accommodate that? Um, so we've seen an uptick in inquiries, but we still have not seen an uptick in arrivals. Talk about the people who come to the shelter. I mean, what, what do they need to know if someone in the next couple of days has family or friends or, or you know, somebody that they know that may need to be sheltered? What's the things you want them to know before they come out? The thing that you should do first is make sure the shelter is open and available. Um, you know, we are going through rolling power outages right now. Um, we're expecting to lose more power. Make sure the shelter has power. They are able to take you. Um, a lot of people think that you can bring your pets to every shelter, um, and that's not the case. Um, you don't want to get turned away, and we don't want to turn away people with pets, and we don't want to turn away pets, but some shelters don't take pets, and please, please, please have your prescription medicine with you. Um, if it gets as bad as it's saying with the power being down and the roads being flooded, we have no way to get you medicine. Um, you need to have your medicine. These are great, um, great points there, Christian. Um, with the heaviest rain expected to move into Charlotte tomorrow and Sunday, uh, I'm sure, you know, Charlotte's a, a very urbanized area and there's not a lot of runoff for, for all this heavy rain to go. So definitely uh, feel like that there's going to be some, some major flooding in Charlotte. So uh, with those numbers uh, increasing, most likely the folks who may need shelter, how long are you anticipating to, to be open? We are planning to be here. I mean, one, we're planning on being here as long as people need it. Um, you know, we have some resources to where we can get you in touch with the Red Cross and other various things if it needs to be longer. But, you know, ultimately, our thought is hopefully the residents of Charlotte, if you're a local resident, would be going home probably, hopefully, Monday, maybe Tuesday night. Um, but really, that's just going to depend, I mean, on so many external factors, we have no control. But we will, we're not, where we're at, we're not kicking anybody out until it's safe to go home. That, that's good to know. And um, if folks who um, are, are really not, I mean, everybody's going to be affected by the storm, but if their property, homes and stuff are not affected and they want to reach out to you guys, maybe volunteer uh, some time or, or maybe even some supplies, uh, how can they do that? Uh, we actually have a supply list at the Harrison United Methodist Church uh, Facebook page. 
Um, it's also on the Harrison Church Missions Facebook page. And you can go to, uh, if you go to the verbproject.org Facebook page, um, that's my individual charity I do on the side. There's a list of items there. Um, you can also call the church main telephone number, which is 704-541-7710. Um, if we don't answer, we'll get back to you. There's going to be somebody here. I'm going to be here until Monday. So if I don't get to it, I will get to it. And you can always leave us a message on the Facebook page, and we're checking that as well. Awesome information. Before we uh, we cut you loose and let you go, is there anything else you'd like for uh, maybe our listeners or followers tonight maybe uh, uh, that you'd like for them to know? Uh, just, just think before you do anything, be safe. And if you're in a bad situation, please check with your neighbor because they're probably in a bad situation too. Let's not leave anybody behind and let's make sure we're taking care of each other and ourselves through this whole storm. All right, Christian, well, we appreciate you uh, cutting out a little bit of time for us tonight. And uh, if there's anything we can do for you over the weekends, help spread the word for something, uh, don't hesitate to let us know. We we'll, we'll definitely uh, will we'll help in any way we can. All right. Thanks, y'all. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a good night. You too. All right. That's, uh, that's Christian uh, Schmidt uh, from uh, Pineville talking about some uh, shelters that are opening up for not only folks who are in the Charlotte area who may be affected by flooding, but um, those who uh, may be seeking refuge away from the coast. So now let's go into our region by region. Uh, let, let's bring in uh, Jared first, who uh, is going to do the uh, Charleston area tonight, because Shay's going to kind of pitch in for Chris and do the Columbia area. So, um, Jared, you guys seen the initial burst of, of moisture move in from Florence, and now things are kind of calmed down. But what is the ask? What, is, what does it look like for the next um, 12 to 24 hours? Yeah, you know, in the initial burst of moisture really wasn't much. I, I, I got a few. It's a tropical sprinkle so far down here, which I know is a far cry from uh, north of here. But uh, it's uh, we've been we've been fighting off a lot of dry air on the on the back end here. And uh, it's uh, so we got we got some good wind gusts come through 53 mile an hour wind gusts right now um, at the airport a few hours ago. And we've got uh, a few power lines down now, a few trees down. Tree went down on a house in the town of Goose Creek in the city of Goose Creek. Uh, they would not forgive me if I got that wrong. Um, so there, are, there have been a couple damage reports coming in. Uh, so <clears throat> and that is going to continue. I, I, you know, we're going to have uh, tropical storm force winds mixing in uh, a little later tonight, overnight into tomorrow, and then once the center circulation starts to kind of accelerate away, uh, then those tropical storm force winds are going to shut off, and. Um, will be all right. Rainfall is an interesting thing. You know, the, if, if this thing keeps tracking a little bit more westward uh, than southward, um, it's definitely going to reduce the rainfall that we see. In fact, the Weather Service has, uh, has drawn back on the rainfall totals uh, since um, this morning's forecast. They've uh, revised back a couple inches. So um, Shay's got this up on the screen right now. Thank you, Shay. He's got a three to four inches in Monk's Corner, two to three inches in Somerville, two to three inches in Charleston. And that's a really tight gradient too, because you get up towards Jamestown, which is right along the Santee River in Berkeley County. Uh, and that is going to get closer to maybe six to seven inches. Then the Santee River is going to go into flood uh, with the upstream stuff. So it's going to be very interesting to see, uh, you know, hopefully the rainfall isn't too bad and it doesn't cause that Santee River to rise faster. Definitely something that we're going to watch. All right, thank you for for that report, Jared. Um, let's, let's bring it to uh, Shay Gibson. Who, uh, Shay, you're going to cover the Columbia area. Uh, a lot of questions streaming in about uh, what's going to happen in the Columbia area, uh, rainfall wise and stuff like that. So, um, what's the latest there? Okay, Scotty, thank you. I'm going to, like you said, pinch hit for Chris Jackson tonight. He's uh, unfortunately not with us. He tried to make it back, but I tell you, he had a heck of a time getting out of. The, uh, the Grand Strand area, and uh, I think he got stalled up in Florence, so he may be doing Florence in Florence. Um, so that's the latest from him. This comes from Frank Alsheimer from the Columbia office. Uh, the overview, Tropical Center Storm, uh, let's see, Tropical Storm Florence near the South Carolina, North Carolina border, near the Little River Inlet. Uh, let's see here, maximum winds of 70. That's come down a little bit. Let's see, Tropical Storm Warnings. So the current watches, warnings, and our advisories as of 5.30 p.m. today. Uh, tropical storm warning in effect for Chesterfield, Lee, Sumter, Clarendon, Calhoun, Orangeburg, Lancaster, Kershaw, Fairfield, Richland, Lexington counties. Additional counties may need to be added in later updates. So let me reemphasize that 
a tropical storm warning means that tropical storm winds will be in your area within the next 36 to 48 hours. And um, the flash flood watch is also in effect for those counties as well. M most of those counties, the Orangeburg is now included in there. Uh, in fact, that was mentioned uh, the top one. Uh, but you can go to the National Weather Service Columbia to see this product. It's um, in the uh, risk category. So in, in expected impacts, looking at one to two inch amounts across the CSRA, three to eight inches across the central Midlands and eight to 15 inches in the northern Midlands and PD. Uh, so huge difference, would, like Jared said, the gradient to the south versus up to the north where this storm is going to be pushing that easterly flow all the way in towards the mountains. We're expecting winds, tropical storm force winds of 35 to 45 miles per hour with gusts up to 55, uh, expected in the areas under the tropical storm warnings. Uh, CSRA and Western Midlands may see 20 to 30 mile per hour gusts, uh, 20, 20 to 30 miles per hour with gusts to 45. Uh, one thing that they're stressing is that you may see power outages due to downed trees and other things as well. Um, isolated tornadoes will be possible there as well. And the potential timing will be from tonight and Saturday for the Eastern Midlands and PD, Central Midlands, including Columbia Metro, Saturday and Saturday night. Winds will diminish on Sunday and that goes for the coastal counties of South Carolina as well. Things will start to get back to normal on Sunday for us here as well. Here's your storm rainfall totals going by zone. Let me zoom in, let me see if I can I wonder if this PDF will let me do it. Yep, sure does. And you can see here the difference to the north up at Lancaster, Shiraw, with 10 inches plus of rain. And then all the way over here to Augusta and Aiken only getting an inch, maybe two inches. So huge difference there in the rainfall amounts. So know, know your zone, know that right down the middle of Columbia, you're looking somewhere around two to four inches of rain uh, in the metro Columbia area. And then it gets considerably higher as you head to the northeast. Um, if we go to maximum wind gusts, here's the map here. We're looking at gusts to, into the 40s for most of Columbia, into the 50s to the eastern and northern northeastern quadrants of Columbia. Um, and then also way over here in Lincolnton, Thomason, looking gusts in the uh, upper 20s to low 30s most likely there. So that's the uh, that's CS, uh, CAE in a nutshell for you, Scotty. I don't think I have very much more than that. Uh, unless we get some viewer questions, I might be able to look up a little bit of information. But really what it is is that the track of that storm going just north of Columbia and um, keep, keeping that dry sliding around the western and southern sides of it. And uh, that's what it really comes down to. So back to you. All right. Thank you for that, Shane. I'm going to toss it to Ricky Matthews. He's going to cover east north, eastern North Carolina and the, the Piedmont area. Talk about the flood threat, not only in uh, eastern North Carolina, but also into portions of, let me get the right map up here, portions of the uh, central Carolina region. This is the National Weather Service forecast for rainfall for the next 72 hours. And you notice these incredibly heavy rainfall totals of 13, 14 inches here as we go into portions of Southern North Carolina, right near the South Carolina state border towards uh, Fayetteville, towards Lumberton, heavy rainfall into Eastern Mecklenburg County. We could see eight to potentially 12 inches of rain for Mecklenburg County. Uh, and that could cause some significant, significant flooding. Here is the uh, SP, the WPC high risk zone for flooding. Basically, when you have a high risk zone for flooding, that's about as bad as it can get. These things aren't issued just at the drop of a hat. These are serious, serious things when they're issued. And you notice that high risk extends all the way into the Charlotte metro area for the Saturday timeframe, stays there for Sunday, and then actually includes a good portion of Western North Carolina where we're gonna be more concerned about the potential for landslides and heavy rain. But not just the rain tomorrow and into Sunday is gonna be a concern. We're also gonna to to talk about all this rain coming down from portions of Winston-Salem and Raleigh and up into the uh, high country of North Carolina. All of it flows towards the coast. So we're not talking about just a, a one day event. We're talking about potentially a week event, maybe even longer in terms of river flooding. You can see very, very clearly here where that heavy band is set up today. Uh, near areas of Jacksonville, North Carolina, towards Onslow, and then up along the Trent River here from Mount Olive down towards the coast. Uh, incredible, incredible rainfall totals estimated by radar here. I'm not sure if we can pull up any. There's one. Um, let's see if it queried it. Uh, it's popping on. But anyway, um, incredibly heavy rainfall totals in these areas estimated by radar. And it's over underestimating those a little bit, but certainly uh, some incredibly heavy totals. Let's see if we can flip on the observations here real quick. And I'll show you some of these numbers. There's an eight number. There's a 16.9 from uh, 
Newburn area, 8.13 Surf City down here towards uh, Sunny Point. We've got almost eight inches of rain. A lot of these could be uh, much lower than they actually are, Scotty, just from some of the uh, numbers I've been seeing in other gauges. Yeah, Ricky, and um, I want to pull up this weather service chat here because um, over uh, the Moorhead City office, they've issued a flash flood emergency for um, – let me see if I can find it right quick because um, I want to read it verbatim. Scotty, while you're, while, you're, while you're looking at that, I, really, I wanted to show this really quick. Um, this is the HER 3-kilometer. It's just a fairly good precip model that we use. And this shows the next 18 hours uh, of the progression of the storm and the rainfall amount totals. This is a simulation. And you can see the extensive banding just coming in off the Gulf Stream nonstop into southeastern and eastern North Carolina, all the way up through the Outer Banks. It is um, just incredible how much more rain this storm may be generating off the Atlantic Ocean. So, Shay, a couple interesting things that remind me uh, that I want to bring up here. So, first off, with Harvey, I've been told the HRRR, and from what I remember watching with Harvey, it did a pretty dang good job of trying to nail out where those heavy bands were going to be. So I would not be afraid to put a lot of trust into that model and especially the QPF values that it spits out. I know they may, for a lot of people, it may look crazy, uh, you know, but I totally trust the amounts it's putting out. The other thing that it reminds me of, uh, I know it's a little bit of a different setup, but remember, this reminds me a lot of, uh, what was the hurricane's name that set right off the coast? That impact South Carolina a whole lot. Um, South the South Carolina coast. Do you remember about what, what year? Fire hose. Oh, oh, that was Joaquin. Yeah, that was a category five down there. And that was a trifecta setup where it just aimed the, the atmospheric river directly over us. So that was, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I know we don't have the exact same setup with the atmospheric river stuff, but I mean, these, these bands coming on are going to be producing heavy rainfall that have crazy rainfall amounts. So scary situations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of Irma too, you know, it, it, in not necessarily in the sense of it coming into the Gulf, but like the, the banding situation looks very much like that because uh, that, I mean, it was basically a fire hose aimed at us during Irma. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found this uh, from the weather service in Moorhead City. This is from one of their meteorologists. Uh, it was issued at 7.06 p.m., but I, I believe just from the radar that we've just been seeing that uh, constant rain still flowing into uh, Carteret, Jones, Craven, and Pamlico counties, uh, flash flood emergency. And um, this is just, I'm going to read verbatim what it says. The unprecedented rainfall approaching two feet in Carteret County is being exacerbated by an intense rain band that extends into nearby counties. Widespread flooding is occurring we at the National Weather Service are having difficulty communicating this to the public. We appeal to you all, our partners, to help us spread the word on this particularly dangerous situation. Most roads across the county are becoming impassable. Citizens are losing time to evacuate before the floodwaters become too high. So uh, that was an, an urgent cry out from the Weather Service there, uh, talking about just this uh, intense flash flooding scenario that's going on in Pamlico and Carteret and, and Craven and, and Jones County. Um, you know, two feet of water is almost measured there. Like Ricky said earlier, uh, 23.04 inches of rain had been measured at the uh, Weather Service office in Moorhead City. Uh, so, um, you know, just a dire situation there. And guys, you know, we don't compare storms like we were just talking about, but some of these these stories that we're hearing is really reminiscent of what we saw last year in, in Houston with Harvey. I'd say if there's one good thing, it's that so far, knock on wood, we've had less tornado warnings. Um, and so, so that's a, a blessing so far. Let's see if I can show you my screen real quick. Cause I thought this was interesting. I was, uh, asking on Twitter if there was a possibility of showing just the flash flood emergencies and the fine folks at, uh, weather, uh, nation have managed to do that with, uh, the Baron system, which is kind of cool here. So basically here's the flash flood emergencies that are in place right now from Newburn down to Havelock, including, uh, Carteret County, uh, Atlantic beach area and up towards Goldsboro and just the South and East of Raleigh, another flash flood emergency in place. So uh, serious, serious flooding ongoing across parts of North Carolina. And Ricky, like you were talking about the high risk that the uh, weather prediction center was issuing for the, the heavy rain and, and flash flooding. These flash flood emergencies are very rare as well. We don't see 
a lot of these being issued. And I think, what was it, four that we had just seen there? Um, four separate warnings. So, um, four separate very, counties, at least. Four separate counties, yeah. So very uh, dangerous situation going on in eastern North Carolina. Well, as uh, Ricky and, uh, and Shay was talking about earlier, that heavy rain threat is going to shift to the foothills of North Carolina. And so uh, overnight tonight, we're going to see that, that rain band shift across the, uh, the Piedmont and then make it into the foothills where we could see anywhere between 6 to 10 inches of rain uh, locally with uh, um, higher amounts along the Blue Ridge Mountains. And I think Shay's got to pull it up right now. Uh, this is what we call the escarpment. And um, Shay, actually, I've got a slide in my email from the Weather Service. I'm going to pop up right quick. And then um, I will let you, um, if you will present me to everyone. Sure um, thing. You got it. Let me uh, let me pull it up right quick. So uh, this is uh, from the National Weather Service in, in Greenville, South Carolina, Greenville, Spartanburg. Uh, let me see if I can. Is that better? Can you guys see it better now? So here's some of the uh, stormfall, per, uh, storm, um, rainfall predictions. Uh, this little area that they have circled, that's what we call the escarpment. That's where uh, this air is going to be pushed up against the mountains and it's going to create lift. And when we see that, we see these more intense rainfall bands that really uh, set over uh, portions of Polk and Relaford, Buncombe, uh, McDowell, Burke, Caldwell counties, Relaford County, I think if I didn't mention that. And uh, they, we see what could be um, almost doubled of what you may see off of the mountains. So uh, this area right here is of particular interest uh, because we could see anywhere, uh, you know, around 12 inches or more um, in that area. But if you look back towards Charlotte, you know, 11 inches, Gastonia almost 10, Lincolnton and Hickory, Morganton approaching eight to nine inches of rain. So uh, we are seeing a lot of different uh, high amount rainfall totals. But as Shay was talking about earlier, there's a really tight gradient. Uh, Greenville, South Carolina, maybe two inches. If you look up into Franklin, North Carolina, maybe even an inch. And so this is where the low pressure is supposed to make that turn uh, close to the Waynesville area, Brevard. And so um, all uh, cities or locations on the left-hand side of that low pressure, where Bryson City, Franklin, Clayton, Georgia, Robbinsville, you're not going to see as much moisture as you do if you're on the right side of the circulation. So uh, definitely uh, some high, fall, uh, high rainfall totals. Uh, flash flooding is definitely the number one concern in western North Carolina. Here's a look at some of the wind gusts for Sunday. We're looking at wind gusts, maybe 30, uh, 25 to 35, 40 mile per hour wind gusts. Um, that combined with the heavy rainfall that we're going to see over the foothills better stop that <laughs> that combined with the heavy rainfall that we're going to see over the foothills uh could definitely bring uh, the the opportunity to see down power lines and trees uh and also the uh, possibility of seeing mudslides and landslides um back in late may tropical storm alberto moved through the area and produced uh numerous uh, mudslides and landslides in western north carolina and uh, um, you know those areas just now recovering uh, from those landslides, and now we're facing another threat of landslides and mudslides and sinkholes. So um, that's definitely a threat. Um, as those bands move through the area, we could see a, a few uh, quick spin-up tornadoes, but uh, definitely flash flooding and uh, those landslides are our biggest concern. So um, that is what it looks like in Western North Carolina. I kind of want to reset here. It's a uh, 9.45 p.m. on the East Coast, uh, September 14th, 2018. We're continuing our coverage with uh, talking about Tropical Storm Florence. And Jared, uh, earlier today we saw the Hurricane Center um, put out the uh, advisory that we all were like, whew, well, you know, Florence still a, a, a strong storm and something we don't want to contend with, but at least it's not holding on to the, that hurricane status. Yeah, you know, Scotty, I mean – I think that we're all kind of believe that we're not dealing with a cat four landfall. I think that we, you know, you talk to us Monday or Tuesday of this week and we're petrified. So I, I got to say that, you know, it's not a cat four wind landfall, but it is a cat four, you know, it's a cat three surge. I mean, and, and that surge is continuing, even though it's, it's quote unquote, just a tropical storm. There's no such thing as just a tropical storm. Ask, a, ask Houston about Harvey and Allison for that matter. So yes, Tropical Storm Florence as of uh, 8 p.m. It was downgraded at five. Um, 
Max sustained wind at 70 miles an hour, moving west at three, just kind of drifting out there uh, very slowly. And uh, it's right on the border of South Carolina and North Carolina. And uh, it's going to head towards uh, it's going to head towards the Midlands out of the PD. And, and in fact, the center may pass right over Florence. Um, so, you know, irony being what it is. And um, it's going to turn to the north and then just accelerate out of here uh, by Monday. And we cannot. Uh, wait, we cannot wait to see it go. Uh, so yeah, um, so Shay is going to do some. I think Shay's going to do some questions, and uh, we'll go from there. All right. Uh, yeah, I got a couple of questions here. I'm, I'm sifting through them, everyone. And thanks a lot for everybody for watching and asking the questions. I'll, I'm going to pick out a couple here. One of them is from Glenn Hathaway. Asked, has Myrtle Beach been wiped out? And the answer is no. It has not been wiped out, but they are getting hammered right now. They're they've. They started out a little bit on the light side last night, and then things got progressively worse into the early morning hours. And then today we had Chris Jackson up there uh, giving us some live coverage. But he says he said when he was leaving, it looked like a war zone. So um, we know there's extensive damage in the Myrtle Beach area, especially North Myrtle up towards Cherry Grove. Uh, so we'll, we'll be waiting to see some pictures tomorrow. Daytime will be revealed. You know, there'll be um, a lot of pictures and a lot of video coming out of there. There's already some feeding through tonight from folks that were in that area and, and further up. Uh, let's see. Aaron E down here in Charleston, South Carolina asked, will we get more negative surge tomorrow? Please say yes. Um, well, he has his reasons for that, but um, the bottom line is uh, negative surge tomorrow is going to be highly dependent on where the storm is. So if we start to get, we have a wraparound westerly flow now. And if we get into tomorrow and that westerly flow starts to bend a little bit more south, it, that means if the storm lifts a further north, we get a little bit of a south element into that, and then we get a west-southwest. Uh, if that happens, we won't get a negative surge. We'll likely stay on track for the tides that are ex expected to be in place. But if we get a southwest flow of anything 20 knots and higher, we could actually get a little bit of a surge from that. So anytime we get an onshore flow, that's when we're at risk of having a surge, especially from a tropical system. The good thing is, is we won't have a surge ahead of a storm to deal with. It'll just be an onshore southwest flow like normal. So we're looking at maybe, um, you know, something like that. If we're getting 20 to 25 knots of southwest flow, we, you know, we're talking maybe half a foot, uh, maybe a foot at the most. And uh, and with heavy rainfalls, the, uh, the inundation could be greater than that, which is why the Weather Service called for two to four feet, four being on the high side, two being on the ex more expected side at the very most, uh, as far as the minimum part goes. So that's, that's kind of where we're at. I think there was some... Um, you know, some skepticism about what was going to play out tomorrow as far as onshore versus offshore flow. It looks like uh, some of the models I ran for the wind report um, for the southeast wind and wind alert and everything, the, the wind forecast, uh, I kind of put west-southwest cautiously. I wasn't entirely sure if we get the southwest flow. So we'll see. Uh, that's a good one right there. A lot of questions about other parts of the state. Lancaster, we did that earlier. Um, Lexington, several trees down outages. Thank you, Robin, for that report. Um, let's see here. A couple of other questions. Really just a lot of people kind of uh, chatting here, and this is good, and saying thanks for the updates. And so you're very welcome. We're glad to bring them to you. Uh, Red Bank, Beaufort, North Carolina. Well, that's up in that zone where the, the surge is going to be high. More rain, more more rain for Beaufort, North Carolina. That's all I can say. Uh, more rain and more wind. Uh, Aiken County, I think we covered that earlier in, in our uh, rain outputs and wind outputs. And uh, Linda D'Amico, and I'll bring one more, she asks uh, or says, would love to have a transcript of this show so I can get the info I missed. And um, Linda, you can always, when this show ends, you can always go back and watch it again. Uh, so, you know, as soon as we are finished, the, the show will populate on Facebook. It takes about two to five minutes tops, and then you can watch it all over again from the beginning. Back to you, Scotty. All right. Thank you for that, Shay. I was looking uh, through the weather service uh, chat that we have internally. All four of us have access to that. Uh, just looking in the uh, Raleigh-Durham area in Wayne County, uh, they are reporting five water rescues so far this evening. Also um, in Johnston County, uh, emergency management reporting numerous roads washed out throughout the area. Uh, there was a report. Um, there's a uh, uh, in Goldsboro. I was just sorry. Uh, Goldsboro, there is a nursing, nursing home facility uh, that is being evacuated. Also, um, a report of many submerged cars underwater water in Goldsboro. So that is um, some of the things that are going on in the, um, in the Raleigh-Durham area. Um, 
I think Ricky, um, there's a new tornado warning issued. So Ricky, I will let you get that. Uh, but I do want to talk about flood floods and roadways and stuff like that before we go um, go off the air. So go ahead, Ricky. All right. Yeah, this is a new tornado warning, uh, kind of a continuation of the tornado warning that we had earlier for portions of Jones County. This one is going to be for uh, northwestern portions of Jones County, the southwestern portion of Lenore County and Duplin County until 1030. Very fast moving storm northwest at 55 miles per hour. It's in one of these outside spiral bands of Florence. Uh, I'm looping it here for you real quick and you can see it's that cell that was over Jones County now moving into Lenore County. This is going to stay south of the town of Kingston but Seven Springs technically not in the warning uh, but potentially in the area that may be impacted. You can see the couplet here passing right over uh, U.S. Road 258 down as you go into portions of uh, southwestern Jones County. Uh, this is going to be in the southern portions of Lenore. Uh, also expected to cross over Highway One, Highway 11 South. So heads up uh, in the Seven Springs area, this storm heading your direction. Just got a new radar scan in there. We'll zoom in a little bit closer and I'll turn on correlation coefficient once again. Still not seeing any debris, but certainly a, a nice little tornado signature and a nice little couplet, we say, where those greens and reds are coming together. Uh, we also have another product we can look at called NROT. That's kind of a measure of the spin in the atmosphere. And anytime it goes to green, that's when we start getting concerned uh, for potentially a, a tornado that could develop very quickly and or has already developed. So we'll uh, watch that warning carefully, Scotty, as it continues to move to the uh, north and west uh, towards Wayne County. Definitely so, Ricky. And it's just very unfortunate uh, seeing these tornado warnings happen on uh, over these areas that are seeing extreme flooding. And so just a uh, a double whammy there so um, we want to give our best um, wishes and, and thanks and, and gratitude to the fine folks working at the national weather service in moorhead city and raleigh and wilmington and columbia and charleston greenville south carolina blacksburg morristown all of those areas that are covering um this uh this storm so uh one thing i wanted to talk about and i'm going to share my screen here shay so uh and, and ricky i want maybe you and shay talk about this because you guys love hurricanes and I just found this amazing today. Pull it up here. You guys want to talk about this tweet that we saw about the amazing accuracy of the Hurricane Center had? Yeah, the uh, Zach landfall location, just very, very minuscule differences between where it actually came ashore and where the hurricane was predicted to come ashore, which is crazy. And, you know, it, to me, Shay, it kind of shows how well the hurricane center did. And despite what seemed like model craziness, and there was, don't get me wrong, model craziness over the past couple of days, their forecast didn't waver that much. And you can kind of go back and look at the graphics archive and see that it didn't really waver that much. It was really uh, just spot on almost. Yeah, Ricky, I can, uh, I can construct that before we get done with the show here and show the last five days track. But yeah, that's, you know they nailed Irma last year. They they really they have really stepped it up the last few years. And what they do is they they put so much model integration into their product, and they they instead of taking these giant leaps of faith, they really just sort of take it out three to five days with so much caution and so much uh, in depth studies and research into what they're doing. And and not only that, but the models are getting better. The GFS went, went through an upgrade last what last year. They're getting another upgrade soon. Um, you know, that the margin of error is starting to sort of shrink in the modeling a little bit. And uh, especially, you know, the Euro with this one, I don't, I don't know exactly what the margin of error and the Euro model was for this particular system. But I tell you what, it posed a lot of, of problems for forecasting with this system. And I did see a graph where it, the Euro actually had more margin of error than the other ones did. Uh, so, you know, but hats off to them for not taking a full swing with the Euro and being a little bit more cautious about it and considering everything and um you know there's ensembles and all the members and going right down the middle and just keeping it modest right down the middle of everything it was amazing amazing stats so uh, two miles guys and that was issued on sunday so i just i was blown away with that in fact um i did a briefing with our emergency management operations team and i showed them that tweet and i said you know, this is why we need to follow what the hurricane center saying. I mean, just amazing accuracy. So uh, we're going to start to wrap up here. It's almost 10 o'clock, but I do want to remind folks, um, you know, over the next day or two, especially in Raleigh and Charlotte, Greensboro, Winston-Salem, um, Hickory, Asheville, Columbia, Greenville, South Carolina, Spartanburg, 
um, places like that, we're going to see some flooding. And please remember, if um, if there's barricades up blocking a road, do not go around them. Um, you know, if that roadway is flooded out, we don't know. We can't see uh, where the road's at with water flowing over. There could be a sinkhole there and be washed away. So um, make sure that you uh, follow those direct, uh, directions. Uh, don't be crossing any flooded roadways. Also, if you're asked to leave your house um, due to evacuations, uh, just do it. There's no need to stay back because not only are you risking your life, but you're risking the, the lives of the, the folks who come uh, to your rescue. So um, you don't want to do that. If they ask you to leave, it's a good reason why. They, they know what they're doing. Uh, emergency management officials prepare for this day in and day out. They know um, what criteria are met when, when evacuations are ordered. So if they ask you to leave, just leave. It's time to it's time to do that. So uh, just follow all those directions, and, and we hope you stay safe. And I think, Shay, you have got uh, the uh, kind of the track record here for us. I sure do. This is from Friday, September the 7th, 7th a week ago. Um, and, you know, we go back, we can run this thing forward, but you see the line down the middle. Um, you don't, don't stare directly at that line, but I'm going to show you what happens here on uh, Friday, September the 7th. As we get a little bit closer in, this is Florence coming across the Atlantic just to the south of Bermuda. And here we go. So this is where the five-day track comes up right to there. This is from Saturday, September the 8th when this came out. This is about six days ago. 11 p.m. So we're we're almost six days in advance of this. The NHC putting this as a major hurricane. They got the intensity off by one scale, but the thing is, is that track really stayed kind of focused in on that the entire time. I mean, look at this. They were dead on. I mean, I can't say enough about how accurate that is going six days out with all of the uncertainties at days three through five, starting at this point right here. So I mean, I, I just. You know, that's just incredible to me that they were able to do that and uh, and stay with it. Definitely so. And like Ricky was talking about, a lot of fluctuation in, in the models that we follow, but um, stay true. It's kind of like when they tell you, go with your gut feeling. That's what the Hurricane Center did, and uh, it's really paid out for them. So, all right, guys. Well, we're going to start to close. Um, anybody have any final comments, Ricky? Um, I just want to, you know, kind of just say something more on a personal level, Scotty. I mean – you and I both have spent a lot of time in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, I spent four years there. You've been down there a lot. We work with Charlotte Motor Speedway on some things. Uh, we obviously have a lot of friends and family living in the Charlotte area. This flooding threat that is going to develop tomorrow across the Charlotte area is a significant one, and perhaps one of which the Mecklenburg County Charlotte area has never, never seen. Uh, and so don't just take it lightly. Don't take it as, oh, it's just raining, no big deal. If your house doesn't, see some water if your street doesn't see water that's a good thing because i can promise you that somewhere across mecklenburg county there will be a significant flood impact in fact greg carbon just who works at the wpc just liked one of my tweets talking about how charlotte's a wonderful city uh, and the amount of rain they could see over the next couple of days could cause catastrophic flooding so obviously we don't want anyone to uh be hurt we don't want anyone to lose their life and the number one related flood deaths during systems like this are from people driving into floodwaters. They're 100% preventable. So let's keep it that way. Yeah, you're right, Ricky. I mean, um, Charlotte is a beautiful city. Uh, just there's not a lot of runoff area. And so that water will accumulate really fast and uh, definitely needs to, uh, to, you need to, to pay attention tomorrow if you're in Charlotte or, or around there. Um, Jared, Shay, do you guys, uh, any closing words before we sign off for tonight? One for me, whoever runs Frying Pan Shoals B&B, take that flag and put it in a museum. Jared? <laughs> How about King Euro? Uh, yeah, I've, so many, uh, I had Euro truthers in my mentions this morning. And um, yeah, folks, uh, Ricky actually tweeted a great thing. It's like, you know, even Victoria's Secret uses more than one model. So, um, I mean, that, that, that's, it's so true. Um, and as, as Ricky and Shay were talking about earlier, that, that, that accuracy that the Hurricane Center, there is no reason to use anything else. Those guys are the best at what they do. Um, and so <clears throat> got a lot of thinking to do as we get, you know, as we get through the storm in, in, in the post. But I, I do hope people see now that, um, you know, models aren't everything. It's a tool, but we have lots of tools to work with. Um, mm -hmm. Exactly. 
It's just, um, you know, one thing I want to talk, just a mention right quick. And Ricky, this is kind of down your, your neighborhood here. I want to give props um, from when we've not been doing stuff here on our page, social media wise, uh, you know, and posting stuff and, and doing forecasts. I've been watching the Weather Channel, local affiliates, and I want to give a, a big thank you to the folks who I know you may see it as show and they're out there in the elements, but I mean, they're bringing the story and uh, they're bringing uh, parts of, of things that we'd never be able to see. So a, a big thank you to all the affiliates who are out covering this system and, and all those with the Weather Channel or local media. Um, very, uh, They're out in the elements and um, it, it only takes one uh, foul wind gust to knock something off and hit one of them and hurt them. Uh, they're out there uh, risking their uh, their safety to bring you the story and bring us the story. So a big thank you to those folks as well. I know they, they become under fair fire a lot, especially today, one individual um, that we won't mention. But uh, honestly, they're out there covering the story for us to know. And uh, just a big thank you to, to all those folks out there. So as we uh, close up shop tonight, I think we may do one of these tomorrow. Maybe not. Um, we'll kind of talk about it uh, internally. Um, we, we may do it since there's a big threat over uh, Charlotte and Columbia and things like that. But hopefully uh, tomorrow night will be our, our last show as we kind of wrap up and send Florence on out up into the Northeast and let them uh, deal with Florence for, for the, the last few days. So thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, thank you for following us. I can't say how many, um, how many likes we've got on our, on our Facebook page. I think we're up to like 15,000 folks following us on Facebook now. Uh, we're over uh, 25 or 3,000 followers on Twitter. You need to follow us on Twitter. We need to, to raise that number up a little bit. But honestly, thank you guys for, for trusting us with uh, your service. So we've all uh, had the pleasure to bring it to you. We've all talked after the show, every show, how this is so cool that, that we're able to come into your, your, your lives and your living rooms or wherever you may be. And, and tell you about what's going on. So uh, thank you for allowing us to do that. And we'll we'll do it one more time tomorrow night before we kind of wrap up things with uh, Florence. So for everyone here on the panel, Ricky Matthews, Shea Gibson, Jared Smith, for James Briarton and Chris Jackson and everyone else with the Carolina Weather Group, I'm Scotty Powell. We hope you have a great night. Charlotte, stay safe tomorrow. Don't do anything dumb. <laughs>